spiritual breath. A forum created to share one's thoughts and views to provide thoughtful, provocative conversation to assist one into making the necessary adjustments as they cope with life's challenges. By no means does this podcast attempt <clears throat> to persuade you to see things as I do. Just another opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. <sighs> How do we start this off? I think all of us in one way or another, and when I say all, those that are seeking a closer relationship with God, uh, trying to get an understanding how to live according to his teachings. And when teaching, I mean through the word of God, uh, the B-I-B-L-E. It uh, doesn't matter what version you use, but the way that you use to gather your thoughts, use scriptures to support your movement and then move forth with them. I think as a believer, um, a follower of Jesus Christ and his teachings, I believe that we try to get to a place where we are clear of the direction that we believe that we need to be going into. Meaning that we want to separate from the things of this world, i.e. sin and the followers thereof. We want to try to live a righteous life, presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, our body that is, unto the things of God. I think we, we all come to a place where we know that we need more of him and less of us. With that being said, we have to be real with ourselves as well. We have to understand that everything doesn't work in the way that we want it to work. And there are some issues and concerns that we have dealt with through the course of our life when we wasn't saved and now that we are saved, that still presents many challenges for us. And the way we approach it may be, maybe in some way or another help us to either grow in Christ or become to a place of stagnation or, or resistant. Um, let's see. Well, I have some points that I wanted to probably bring to your attention to maybe shine some light on how we can go by overcoming some of these obstacles that we face. I know you're saying First uh, John 4 and 4 that you have already overcome this because greater is he that is in you that's in this world. You're more than a conqueror. All those positive statements. But to you and I, especially those that are struggling in some areas, it means nothing to us if we can't get a grip of why these days continue to return in our life. So what I think, if we were to go through these little steps and procedures that I have laid out, maybe it may shine light for understanding on why things continue to recycle. Well, most of the times when we really look at our life, the things that we struggle with most is something that we desire to have. Our flesh reminds us that this is a great reward if we would abide by this, accept this, or do this, or that. Anything that goes against the will of God that brings us pressure, um, our flesh reminds us of this so we can get the glory of pleasing ourselves versus doing what God has for us. Therefore, we're moving further and further away from the perfect place that God has for us, where we have to continue to struggle and try to remind ourselves that we overcome these things, but then on a daily basis or whatever, when we face these issues, we find ourselves giving back into them. 
And a lot of people say, oh, I, I don't have these problems because I know how to pray and I can intercede. I can fast and these things go away. That may be true of some things, but there are some things that you've been practicing for so long that has been embedded in you. And it's going to take God to get you out of it. But you have to do your part as well. Now, let's look at this. So I believe the first thing that we need to do is to be able to identify what this issue or concern is that we are struggling with. All of us know that we have something that we're struggling with. It's just how we go about dealing with it that makes the difference. How we go by embracing the fact that enough is enough is what makes us different or show that we have learned or come to a place of maturity. We can always we cannot always be basing our life on our uh, beginning stage of our Christian walk. Yes, we all start off in babes. In some cases, you're still in babes, no matter how advanced you are in the knowledge of wisdom. There are certain obstacles that come up that you have to learn how to deal with. So you have to look at it as an infant and be trained how to deal with it or maybe unlearned to be learned or be taught. We have to take those days and embrace it that there's a certain level that we need to get to in order to accomplish and overcome some of these things. So the first thing we need to is identify what that issue is or that concern. And once we identify, we have to come to a place of acknowledging. We have to acknowledge that this is an area that we need help. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are times when you just can't fix this problem by yourself because you've been in it for so long. You know, it brings us back to Matthew 12 and 43 through 45. It talks with an unclean spirit. It goes away and it stays for a little while and it comes and looks back in and to see that the garnish is clean or whatever. But if you don't have an occupant living in that house that they come, meaning occupant, the Holy Spirit is resting, ruling in you at the time when it comes back to uh, do uh, is evaluation. If it doesn't see that you're occupied with a power that can keep him away, then he's going to try to come back because he says verbally and in, in, in that same passage, he says, let us go home to our to my house like he has ownership over you when we know that's not true. But if we don't find a way to acknowledge and work on the issues that I have, think about how easy it is for him to come back and he's not coming by himself. The Bible says he brings seven more with him. And the Bible declares that that individual is worse off than what it is. Yes, because now you're dealing with uh, seven additional issues that are plaguing around the one issue that you brought acknowledgement to. But when you acknowledge that that one thing or that that one situation is prevalent in your life and, it, and you need some help, or you need some work. You got to remember there's more things surrounding it. But that's the one thing that you're working on. Let's focus on that and stop trying to bombard yourself with everything at one time. Pick one thing and let's work with that. So whatever that is, put it in the back of your mind. And as we go through this uh, breakdown, we're going to be able to sit there and find ways how we can chisel the attachment, the acceptance, the, the connection that we have allowed to happen to be removed. So the second thing is we acknowledge that we cannot fix this ourselves. But then once we acknowledge it, we have to go to a place of being of to repent. We have to acknowledge that there is an issue that we have come short in and this has become a hindrance to our spiritual growth or connection. We have to be able to say, Lord, forgive me for the things that I've done, the things that I've accepted. Anything is not pleasing your sight, especially when we're talking about this specific issue that I'm now bringing to the altar or now I'm bringing it before you because I want to willy, I want to willfully leave it here with you, knowing that you are capable to remove it because you said in Romans four, seven, eight, that you won't hold it against me. You'll bury it and it won't be mentioned again. And there's another passage where you say that you you you'll, you'll blot it out. 
Put it in the sea. There's countless things that you have made mention that if we come with a sincere heart and we bring our issue to you, once you forgive us, it's not to be mentioned again. But if we bring that to you with a sincere heart and we repent for we know that you will forgive God will forgive us. But the thing is, we haven't learned how to forgive ourselves. And that's another attack of the adversary. So although you have identified the issue, you have acknowledged that, you know, where you stand and what what is needed, you have repented. The other thing is that you have to come to a place of acceptance. You have to accept that it is in God's hand and he's forgave you. Now you learn how to forgive yourself for this issue. No matter what it is, forgive yourself because God has already wiped it clean. You need to come to a place that once you bring it to God, there's no need to hold on to it for. Once you you have prayed fast and asked for forgiveness and, and all those things, then leave it there and move on. No matter how many times the devil reminds you that this issue still is prevalent, you got to say you have already overcome this. You have taken it to God and leave it there. Don't you let the devil bring self-pity back in or bring a re- you to remember these things and it brings a sadness to your spirit or have you to, to feel that you cannot overcome these things unless this, this, this. Well, you've already overcome it when you sincerely repent and go to God. God and he remove it. All right. Now, here's the other part. Why you are at that place of acceptance, you have to believe that you have recovered. And believing that you have recovered is sometimes the hardest thing to embrace. To believe that this is not going to be a plaguing issue in your life, no matter what people may say, I remember whatever, uh, or you may sit back and think of some of those uh, uh, times when this and that happened. You got to believe when that comes up, you got to rebuke it. But I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah, I remember where God took me from. I remember how this was a, a, a hindrance in my life, but it's no longer a hindrance because I mature and understand that God is in charge. God has this. God has done this and I'm going to praise him because he has taken me out of that situation. So no matter what sin that you are dealing with or had dealt with, you have to believe that God is in full control. Now, the last thing that I want to share with you is the easiest thing, I think, if we really look at it for what it's worth. If we have went through those stages, identifying, acknowledging, repent, accept, and now believe in the recovery. The last thing is to remove. And what I mean by that is a removal, removing yourself from those things that will put you in a place that would draw you back into that atmosphere, draw you back into that plague and thought, draw you back into some practices that God has stopped me in life. You got to reward yourself by separating from those things with, with great joy and, and great ambition and be proudful and praise prayerful that God has done these things for you by acknowledging that God has done a great thing in with you, with you. You got to say all old things pass away and things become new because you remember how you went through this to be blessed. You went through this to come out. You have to believe in the process. Yes, there is a process. I just gave you the steps of the process. It's just not one thing at a, I mean, one thing after one thing after one thing after another. It is a process. You got to take the time to identify that issue. You can't hurry up and rush through that. You have to then, once you identify, take the time to acknowledge. Acknowledge there are some other issues combined with this. But face with the one that you can deal with first and then say, God, after you deliver me from this, then teach me how to go back and deal with the next issue and how to deal with the issue out there until the whole complete package has been removed. 
It's not something that you hurry up through. Listen, some things may take longer than what you may think because it, you didn't get in that place overnight. And when you look at some of the issues that you may bring up, think about it. It may be a broken relationship between you and another person and the heartache that you go through, the pain that you that still prevalent in your mind when things went negative. That might be something that you have to forgive yourself, a failing relationship. Asking God to help you to identify what you did wrong in that failing relationship, what you did wrong in, in this or that or what I did right so that you can learn from it. See, you have to be able to get to a place of maturity that you can sit there and take ownership for what you did right and what you did wrong. The things you did right, keep in that in that in that package and say, OK, God, I know how to do this right. But where I am wrong, it teach me how to overcome that. Teach me how to do this. And then when you acknowledge these things, there might be a place where this was just the wrong move for you. You put yourself in the wrong place. Your desire to please yourself or please your flesh was so great that it moved you out of the will of God. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Once you have come to the, the, the realization that you allow these things to happen to pull you out and then you're doing something about it, going to God and ask for forgiveness and ask him to help you so you don't go down this path. You're in the right place. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes that even that's a task that might be hard. Don't try to hurry up and go through the process. Don't try to hurry up and hit uh, to identify and go straight to removal. It may not be that simple. Some things will go real quick and some things you might not have to go through all these steps. It might be a quick cleanse. But then some things you need to take the time because you need to remember what it took for you to get out of the situation. You know what it took for you to get in it, but you could be greatly rewarded as you see in each step after step after step coming out of this situation, it'd be so easy for you to sit there and give God the glory even the more because you remember what the process was about and you remember all the details that you had to go through to make it through. Therefore, when it's time for you to tell somebody and testify how you overcame this obstacle, you'll be able to go by step by step by step to encourage them to know, let them learn of the process that you went through and they can adapt their own way of dealing with the process. But guess what? At the end of the day, they can get the support from you because they know that you can you know exactly where they are and where they came from and what it took for you to come out of it. What, how much stronger would it be for you to be able to teach them of something that you lived through and went through the process when they are now going into the process to come out? We need each other. We need to let these things be our strength so we can strengthen our brothers and our sisters. Listen, we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. But one thing we can't do is fail. And remember, my, ver my word for fail or failure is not the term that, that, that you see in a nowadays basis of, of the Webster or any other dictionary that gives you a definition of it. Mine is simple as this. I believe that when you look at failure, failure is only that you had a, a, a minor setback for you to readjust, make, revamp, revise, and go and do it again. Because this time you learn from your previous mistakes and you're going to make sure the success is your new name. And if it takes you many small steps or many large steps, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that you have a willingness to get in and get it done. Failure is not an, an option for you as a believer because you already have the winning victory because of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for sharing your most valuable time with me. We pray that this session has provoked a thought and opened your eyes to an idea which stimulates the mind to take action. 
You are one of unlimited possibilities. Take advantage of all opportunities to create a better you.